Welcome to episode 144 of The Digital Life, a show about our adventures in the world of design and technology. I'm your host, John Follett, and with me is founder and co-host, Dirk Niemeyer. Greetings, John. So for our topic today, I'd like to discuss privacy, security, and the hubbub around the FBI request of Apple to unlock an iPhone that was owned by one of the San Bernardino uh, shooters, and of course, Apple's refusal, at least so far, to do so. Yeah, that story has certainly been pinned to the top of the news sites for the last couple of weeks. So I think it's probably worth starting with the context of this request uh, from, from the FBI, because it comes on the heels of, I think, some growing dissatisfaction with governmental interference, you know, with, with uh, uh, privacy issues and security issues. So historically, we know that the government has used and misused uh, uh, data of its citizens in the past. You know, the FBI has a, uh, let's just say, a tumultuous history when it comes to that, going back, all the way back to uh, J. Edgar Hoover. Uh, in recent memory, we have the uh, the NSA uh, revelations by uh, by Snowden, uh, essentially revealing that we're uh, more or less in a surveillance state, and uh, to make matters worse, we're even surveilling uh, our our allies, you know, our our supposed friends. Uh, and there's all, just... the, all the big nations are doing that, though. I mean, sure. let's not act like that's some weirdness here in the United mm -hmm. States. I mean, but this is, of course, the the landscape of the uh, the FBI request, which you know is is a is a public request. So you know we're we're aware of it um, because it's you know big news. But it's not it's certainly not in a vacuum. And this position by by Apple is certainly uh, um, related, at least to the uh, the environment that the request comes in. Yeah. So so I think that gives us, you know, some initial grounding, at least. Uh, so so last week, uh, Apple CEO Tim Cook um, says that the FBI order would force the company to build a backdoor to the iPhone and that no reasonable person would find this acceptable. So this is his his uh, stake in the ground, uh, you know, he's sort of drawing the line, and and uh, that's where where Apple stands. Uh, soon after that, uh, you have Google CEO uh, siding with Apple and, and basically saying that uh, uh, getting into the phone would sabotage the security of tens of millions of American citizens. Um, and then, so on the opposite side, you know, in the in the uh, uh, social media. Uh, ecosphere, you have presidential candidates uh, weighing in because, you know, it is an election year for, you know, further further context to this argument. Yeah. So grandstanding is encouraged. Um, and you've got, uh, uh, you know, folks like Donald Trump calling for the, the boycott of Apple products. Uh, ironically, the guy is or maybe unironically, the guy is tweeting on his his iPhone as he's calling for the Apple boycott. Um, so, at 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 a certain point, there's there's uh, additional uh, motion filed uh, that's going to force Apple to comply, and and in the document it says 
that Apple should not be allowed to design and market its products to allow technology rather than the law to allow access to data. Um, so this is this is uh, made to be a, a critical stand now that Apple shouldn't be allowed to to block access when the law says that it um, that it should. Yeah. So you know in that. In that environment, in that in that uh, exchange, there, what do you see developing, Dirk? Just in terms of the positions that big companies are taking now in regards to privacy of data, and and where does the consumer end up in all of this? Because I'm not sure, you know, the cynic in me wants to say that you know it really doesn't doesn't matter uh, what's happening in this surface argument, and you know, albeit sort of a a big deal right now. But, uh, you know, my, my general feeling is that privacy is sliding out from under us, uh, you know, kind of like a mudslide at this point. What's your take on it? Well, I think it has slid and I think that our cliff house is shattered down on the rocks already. So Mm -hmm. I think, I think it's over. Um, it's done. I, the sliding where to stop. It's all, it's all done. I mean, look, this is a PR thing. Um, Apple and Google, all of these big technology companies give scads of data to the government as it is now, scads of it. So it's not as if that's not already happening, but now, you know, Apple is going to keep it from happening. No, it's happening constantly, constantly, the request for information and information being given. So um, it's... At a certain level, it's just a PR thing. It's just a thing where now Apple can rattle their sword and look like they are holding out against the big bad government while, in the other hand, they're sliding them information from other requests for for other purposes. So a lot of me is skeptical. On the consumer side, um, you know, certainly the Apple position is better for consumers not again from the standpoint of this this sort of fictional notion of oh well you know we don't want the government to have access to our data at the end of the day they're going to have access to some or all of it by by hook or by crook um, it actually does come down to the product design and the device if if Apple's um, contention is true then they've designed the iPhone in such a way that it's theoretically nearly impregnable to be to be broken into so your mm-hmm. data to be broken into. And they're taking the position, hey, if we have to design it so we can break into it and get to this terrorist information, that is going to create a liability for, for all of the users. So on, on that side, on the consumer side of it, you know, we certainly um, would fall on the Apple side just from the standpoint of we have a lot of sensitive things on our device. And if what they're saying is true and correct, our, our devices in and of themselves maintain more integrity for you know, locally keeping some information more more protected, basically. Um, but I, I look, at the big picture, I mean, this this is a question of what is the greatest authority. Mm-hmm. You know, Ted Cruz is going to say the greatest authority is God. Um, you know, the, the founding father, well, I don't want to talk for the founding fathers. There are people who would say that the greatest authority is the government. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Apple, Google, other companies flouting government requests are making a case that the greatest authority is the corporation. And so is right. it is it God, is it nation, or is it corporation? And and for me, at that more philosophical level, I mean, that's where the, the interesting questions need to be asked. And theoretically, where easy 
answers and decisions to these these more small things would just flow out of. Yeah. So do you see this as a salvo in the um, sort of the international corporate entity being, you know, maybe not the equivalent of a nation state today, but on its way? I won't go as far as saying on its way, but it is certainly a a, a micro example of a comp- of a company trying to resist the authority of of the government. Sure, I mean, and there's you know there's lots of questions that come along with you know international law, especially uh, with trade agreements, et cetera, that sort of uh, supersede national. Uh, laws or local laws, right, where corporations can sort of be, uh, you know, over and above the uh, uh, the governments of the countries that they're operating in. Yeah. And essentially, I mean, there's there's a little bit of that going on here. Uh, it sort of makes me wonder what Tim Cook's uh, play is here, because, you know, as you said, they're uh, cooperating in other ways. So, many other ways. so I mean, it, it makes you I mean, is this corporate diplomacy. I mean, is it, is this the new era of, uh, you know, it reminds me of the same sort of dances that, that diplomats have on the, on the world stage, whether you're talking about, uh, uh, John Kerry and his counterpart in Iran or Putin and, and Obama. I mean, there's the show of strength followed by the, you know, backdoor deal or, or whatever, you know, whatever. Um, but it feels like, similar games being played, you know, just, just at a macro level there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, let's, let's take Tim Cook at his, at face value. And let's say that the only way to get the data out of the terrorist phone is to, is to create something that basically undermines the protection on every phone. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, It can boil down to just a simple dollars and cents. Because if they develop that, if they go through and do it and they break into the terrorist phone and now they've let this genie out of the bottle that could be taken and, and get into to lots of more people's data, that would require them then to fix it, basically, and to change the security and the protocols on future phones, on future devices, so that the thing that they created to break into the terrorist phone is no longer applicable, right? Sure. That all could be done, and then the security thing isn't a problem. But that's going to cost a lot of freaking money, a lot of freaking money. Right. The thing to break in probably won't be so expensive, but and- to create a whole new set of security protocols, yada, 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 Holy cats, that's a lot of money, right? Plus, there's there's the trust issue, right? So, and I don't know if you can easily, quite as easily uh, quantify that in dollars and cents. If you think that Apple is just sort of delivering information to the government, I don't know. Do you buy the Samsung phone instead? Maybe. Um, there's there's a trust and, and branding issue there as well. It's true. That's true. So let's take that scenario in reverse, uh, you know, from the one you just mentioned, which is, you know, they may not they might not be able to break into the phone today, but you sort of makes you wonder if you should be upgrading to the next the next model, because, you know, this is a huge hassle, right? Dealing with, you know, this costs Apple money, regardless of what the outcome is, makes you makes you wonder what the contingency plans are for dealing with scenarios like this in the future and whether that gets baked into technology like the iPhone, you know, easier ways to sort of, uh, you know, manage this, this kind of scenario. I think that's all completely irrelevant. <laughs> Let me tell you why. We have so many devices. We have so many bits of software where all of our crap is. There's no way in hell that we can keep track of 
oh, this security thing happened with that company at this moment in time. So future versions, after version, blah, 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 mm-hmm. may be compromised. So I'm not going to upgrade this thing past this point. It's just impossible, right? Sure. So you just have to throw your chips in the air, and you either are participating, using the devices, are part of this surveillance economy uh, where you know uh, our nice. where our data is being sucked and is in places where it can be, be beat us like a club in the future, or we don't do the devices. We just mm-hmm. opt out of the whole freaking thing and and go back, you know, to. Um, you know, say the Stone Ages, right? But I mean, what feels like the Stone Ages, um, the nineties, yeah, also known as the nineties. Um, and you know, realistically, are we going to be doing that? No, you know, we're not. So we're, we're just we're on board with this thing, and it's it's going to fuck us or it isn't, and it is what it is. I mean, it's it's just it's it's the nature of the human species as it exists today, where two things: number one, we're incentivized to take advantage of other people. There are financial incentives that reward us for throttling others. That's a problem. The second problem is in our evolution as individuals, we are unrefined, we're basic, we're selfish, we're very animalistic, and so we're going to continue doing dumb, stupid, destructive things regardless of the incentive systems that are going to end up pissing and pooping in any pool that we're in, including the ones of personal digital technology. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take it that... that uh that you're more of a technology skeptic these days based on that. I'm more of a human skeptic. I'm, you know, I think that at its best, the the humans can do wonderful things. And if we look at the exemplars of humanity, they are really amazing, wonderful, inspiring individuals. I think that for most people, most of the time, um, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of um, filthy animals. And I think it's that filthy animalistic stuff that is what continues to punish us on the security side of so many things. So how do you see this uh, um, scenario playing out over the over the uh, next couple of weeks? Because it's certainly still in in uh, still in play. Right. So Apple's still holding the line as as of today. And uh, the FBI is still knocking on the door. I mean, we, we don't expect to see Tim Cook, you know, carted off in handcuffs anytime soon. So so what's the end game for, uh, you know, what's the face saving measure for the government? And, and how does this wind down after getting so fever pitched? Right. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have a complete answer for that. I will say that the FBI will end up with the terrorist data mm-hmm. and the details around that. I don't know how it's going to play out. But at yeah. the end of the day. The terrorist data is going to be had by the FBI. And to be honest, I probably want the terrorist data to be had by the FBI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're 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 probably right on on both of those fronts there. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll have to wait and see. But my guess is as well that the that the government wins out in this one, especially since it's uh, such a public affront. I, I would you know, I'd be surprised if, uh, you know, there might be some kind of uh closed deal uh with apple but i i would think that the government would want to make it known that that you can't refuse uh uh to open up a data store to them i'm not sure about that yeah i think i I don't think for the government they it's it hurts the government to seem too oppressive and seem too overbearing Mm -hmm. I, i don't think they'd mind if it was a backroom deal 
They just want the data. They just want what they want at the end of the day um, without seeming like too big and bad. If they seem too big and bad at some point, things will turn in a very different way that won't be good mm-hmm. uh, for the government and for the systems of control that have been built. So I, I'd be shocked if they felt some need to you know, really um, show up Apple in this. I think they just want their goddamn mm-hmm. data. Listeners, remember that while you're listening to the show, you can follow along with the things that we're mentioning here in real time. Just head over to the digitallife.com. That's just one L in the digital life and go to the page for this episode. We've included links to pretty much everything mentioned by everybody. So it's a rich information resource to take advantage of while you're listening or afterward, if you're trying to remember something that you liked. And if you want to follow us outside of the show, you can follow me on Twitter at John Follett. It's J O N F O L L E T T. And of course, the whole show is brought to you by Involution Studios, which you can check out at GoInvo.com. That's G-O-I-N-V-O.com. Dirk? You can follow me on Twitter at D. Niemeyer. That's at D-K-N-E-M-E-Y-E-R. Or email me, Dirk, at GoInvo.com. So that's it for episode 144 of The Digital Life. For Dirk Niemeyer, I'm John Follett, and we'll see you next time. Mm